0: Salam and welcome to Being Muslim, Feeling Stuck, where we embrace faith as our anchor and source of healing. Join me in exploring the depths of faith, finding guidance and cure in the words of Allah and the teachings of his beloved messenger, peace be upon him. If you're seeking solace in your faith like me, this podcast is tailor-made for you together let's unlock our potential and find renewed strength in our beautiful religion hey there and assalamualaikum
1: thank you for tuning in to another episode of being muslim feeling stuck with me yasmin so um i just got out of the hospital i was not feeling well for a few days but i'm back and with a bit of a cough so you might hear me cough you might not we'll see how it goes but um yeah if i clear my throat here and there uh then you you'd understand You'll understand why. There you go. (laughs) So today's episode is about feeling at home. And I just did this, I just wrote this poem that I published on my Medium account, my Medium profile and platform. I will drop the links in the description box. And I wrote this poem, and it was by a writing prompt. It was for a writing prompt. There was an, there was another publication that I'm part of I shared this writing prompt, which is uh, or which was migration and the idea of home and what is home to you, Where is home to you? And this immediately gave me a lot of ideas on on what to write, on what, what poem to write. But at the same time, while I was writing the poem, I realized that my end goal for the poem kept shifting, it kept changing, the goalpost kept shifting. And it was an interesting discovery. And This is something that I teach as well through writing. We begin writing sometimes with either an idea in mind or without any idea in mind. And often, often, sometimes, often we end up where we never expected. So at the end of my poem, which I will link In the description box below. I wrote home is where I come to life. Home is where I close my eyes. I am still searching, hoping. Now I was surprised that I wanted to end the poem with I am still searching, hoping because i tend to prefer poems that were not very open ended i wanted i usually you know i like my poems to have some kind of lesson at the end that readers can take away some kind of wisdom but writing that poem i realized that i have not learned uh I have not found that home feeling and I could not tell my readers anything more than that. I could not write a different story. I couldn't say, yes, this is where home is for me. I did explore what that meant in the poem. I explored The idea of home being my body and feeling at home in my body wherever my feet land, wherever my feet landed, that was home. And feeling good there, feeling safe there. But home is also a physical location to me. It's very important for me to feel at home in my home, wherever it is that I live And so I explore, I explore that idea as well that where I live with my family, I would love to feel at home there. I want to feel at home at home. And I mentioned in the poem that that meant reconciling Reconciling my home, my physical location home, and my truth. Living with others and still having room to be myself. I feel like a few of us could be experiencing that experience as well of not feeling at home where we are. Or not feeling at home at home. I know that a lot of, especially Asian women, right? We are nurtured and uh, taught that home is uh, where the heart is, and we, and when we marry, we move out of the house. We live with our husbands, and we kind of—it's a whole ritual for Asian women, um, slightly different from Western western culture but it is a whole thing where we are like married off and we begin our new lives it's it's not as uh it's not as um how do i say uh it's just a more intricate process for asian women and that is a very complex and sensitive situation when we discuss what is home for an asian woman and is her first family is her you know are her parents and siblings is that home for her and if it's not why and if she you know i've heard plenty of stories about asian women moving out just so they could start their own family they could have their own home could have a home that they feel comfortable in because this is um, a taboo topic but you know we're all about taboos on this podcast it's a reality that a lot of women asian women have a hard time living at home whether it's pressure from the family or uh, expectations they even experience this in the homes of their in laws. This is a reality that I don't think we should shy away from talking about. So let's talk about it. The reality of uh, many Asian women is that they don't feel at home wherever they go. And so finding that space both within and externally, to feel at home, to be at home, is something that I think a lot of Asian women struggle with. And it has been very crucial. It's been a crucial process for me to figure that out for myself. And you're gonna hear birds in the background. I'm not gonna edit that edit that out. I think it's a lot of work to edit sounds of birds without it affecting my voice. So, you're going to hear birds in the background. Um, So, yeah, it's a sad situation if we don't feel at home wherever we are, man or woman, man or woman, right? It's just research has shown that an observation has shown as well that women in particular face this this difficulty, this struggle of reconciling who they are, their truth, and where they are, where they live, where they sleep. And so, you know, I felt like my poem brought that out it brought that discussion to the fore and I want to talk a little about how I got to that place of that realization and it's through years and years of mindfulness practice and years of therapy of finding the confidence and as, and I mentioned this in the poem as well all these years of self-development all these years of of mindfulness practice and and seeking professional help that has only helped me gain confidence in myself, in who I am, in my voice, in my heart. It has empowered me to be honest about what I need. So, you know, it's... I know a lot of people, they teach us that you know the more you learn about yourself the more you learn about the world the more you're gonna just be like whatever i don't care about this i don't care about that or like i'm above things but that is not always the case that is not always the case there is that for sure and then there are moments where you realize that your needs were never too much or your needs were never wrong and so that starts your journey of Making it all fit. And if they don't fit, what do you do? Okay, and that's okay. One thing my lovely therapist told me, he's now a friend, one thing he taught me is that it's okay not to know the answers to things. It's okay to say, I don't know. And that is something that um, as Asians I find, find hard to admit to ourselves. All our lives we're just told to know things. We have to know it. We have to know it. We have to know the answers to things. We have to study as much as we can so that we know the answers to everything. We have the solution to everything. But then when we get thrown into the real world, when we experience real shit, we'll find that most of life's questions, most of the questions that actually mean something to us, we won't have the answers to. At that time, maybe, we'll have to look for the answers or wait for the answers or trial and error, try what works. And so that is where I've, uh, I found that my practice, my, my self-care practice, my mindfulness practice, the things I do day in, day out to manage to live with my mental health, to improve my mental health, to live with my emotions and my mental space. It has taught me confidence and self-acceptance and living authentically. Compromise is okay. Compromise is good. Compromise is a good part of a healthy relationship. But there is a way to compromise without feeling resentful. There is a way to compromise without... Feeling resentful. And I've been there. I have felt very, very resentful. From compromising too much of my my truth. And so, that is also, you know, something that you gotta dance around. Learn what steps work for you. What's your rhythm. And so... You know, on top of that, journaling has helped me a lot as well in expressing myself, expressing my true self, and expressing my feelings and emotions. And I teach this as well. Sometimes, as women, we don't have the space to talk about our emotions, how we really feel, especially when those feelings are very jumbled up. You know, I'm the first. I'm the firstborn, so it is very hard for me to be absolutely honest about how i'm feeling i'm always trying to protect uh, th- those around me my true feelings and when and because of that i i spent years and years and years just bottling everything up and it got really intense and i found so much relief through writing and that was how you know i got to a point where i could live with my authenticity and you know going back to the end of the poem i'm still searching and hoping it's definitely it was definitely a surprise that i went there that i kind of left the, op- the poem open-ended but at the same time I've, it felt right because I think all of us are in a sense still searching for home we're all looking for home and in, and, and in Islamic practice we believe that home is the, her- the hereafter that is our eternal home earth is not our eternal home and earth is not meant to be forever and That's interesting as well, isn't it? So is home a place that you uh, dwell in uh, temporarily or is it a forever place? If, as Muslims, we believe that home, true home, is a hereafter, then what do we do with that information? How then do we engage life on earth? Because... When I, when I wrote, I'm still searching, hoping, I also felt like, of course I am. Because I believe that Earth is not forever. It's not. No one has ever lived forever. In the history of the universe, no one has ever lived forever. So what do I do with that information? Maybe I'm not meant to feel at home here. Maybe. How do I reconcile that with the fact that I am here right now? I got to feel comfortable one way or another. I got to feel at peace one way or another. How do I do that? Where is home? Is home on the prayer mat? Is home with God? And if God is always with me, am I always at home? Hmm. Some questions to ponder. So... And I didn't want this episode to be very long, but this is a very interesting topic, and I have changed the frequency of the podcast to once a month, the first Friday of every month, just so I can manage the the workload a little bit. So yeah, because of that, because of that, maybe I'll make this a bit a bit of a longer episode. <clears throat> but um, anyway, yeah. If God is always with me, am I always at home? That is a question for you, and let me know what you think. Contact me on any of my platforms. Email me if you like. I definitely explored a few feelings of longing and self-discovery and hope in, in the poem, and I've noticed that longing is a recurring theme in my poems, which is interesting because it is something, it is a thing I've noticed about myself. I do long to belong to someone or somewhere. I do long to feel at home and I do long to belong and be loved. I wrote a poem about that. To belong and to be loved is all we all ever want. And maybe I will never feel like I belong and what next, right? What now? If I will never belong anywhere on Earth, then then what? I think is the question. And maybe I don't have to answer it today. Maybe I don't have to answer it now. Um, maybe the answer will come to me on its own down, down, down the road in this journey called life, and and that's okay. Regardless of whether whether I feel at home or whether I belong anywhere, I believe that being myself and using my voice and using my mind to convey certain values and principles and matters uh, that is very important to me and that is the way I want to live my life. That is uh, the legacy I want to leave, just a lot of truth speaking and vulnerable sharing and um, maybe that is how I find where I belong maybe this is where I belong which is just in my own voice and maybe that is home maybe home is just wherever I am wherever I am it's not physical location, it is not a... it's not anything. It is not anything really tangible. And even what I said before about if God is everywhere that I am, am I always at home? There are similarities but it's home wherever I am, wherever my voice is wherever my mind is. Because to me, the use of my voice and communicating my inner world makes me feel at home. That makes me feel comfortable. This is the best feeling for me. What I'm doing right now, sharing my deepest reflections and thoughts and inner workings, I feel at home when I do this. So, maybe that's home to me. Maybe home is just this sharing the inner workings of my heart, soul, and mind. That is certainly something to ponder. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you know where home is for you and if you don't it's okay as you can tell I went on a journey on this episode itself <laughs> I did not know that was where we were gonna end up so <laughs> I pray
0: that you will
1: always feel at home and empowered wherever your feet land and that you have a good day wherever you are thank you bye
0: assalamu alaikum Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope you found it useful. I would love to hear any comments and feedback that you have on it. All the important links are in the description box, so please make sure to check those out as well. Have a nice day.